Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. Noah, how are you? I'm good, Corey. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there, surviving. I think I've I've officially sort of over the hump of uh, COVID symptoms and residual stuff. So I'm feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. And then it feels like 2021, like the new year just kind of starts off with like a sprint. I feel like, I don't know if that's how you feel. Oh yeah. Uh, but that's how it's been for me at least. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It's just been hectic, crazy. People want to catch up. New things are starting. I have a bunch of things to update you on uh, and some sort of news, uh, but appreciate you coming on. So for listeners, Chris is still on paternity leave and he is uh, enjoying his life with his wife and his new uh, his new baby. And so stoked to catch up with him relatively soon. I don't know exactly when he's coming back, but we're not in a rush to have him back either because it's good for him to have some time off. So I asked Noah super last minute to hop on and he was gracious enough to do so. So welcome, Noah. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to be here. And uh, yeah, I hope Chris is doing well, enjoying his time as well. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's doing good. I think he sent me a message early this morning or yesterday. I can't remember which one, um, but uh, he's doing well. And so excited to have you fill in for him, though. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So um, I can kick us off with a sort of exciting update, which I think has been on last week. I don't think I talked about it last time. Um, with Louis, who was filling in for Chris, but uh, Swipe Files has officially reached rent money status revenue. So nice, um, yeah. Congrats. I, I, thanks. I passed the 200 members mark, and now officially 20.6% way through my thousand true fan public experiment, and um, so it feels pretty good. You know, I got to I went to a, a party with some friends yesterday and. Got to say that, you know, it's paying for rent now. So <laughs> gave me a little ego boost. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, now you can just sit back and you don't have to do much, right? Because oh at least if if nothing happens, you'll still be okay, right? Even if you get no no new people to the swipe files. It's true. Yeah. Over the next year, I will <laughs> be able to pay for rent. Uh, the cash flow situation is still interesting because it's all annual upfront. And so it's not like, uh, you know... MRR base kind of software products where you can kind of relatively, you know, okay, now we're making a mm -hmm. thousand bucks a month, 2000, 3000. Right. I kind of like get these big spurts and fluctuations. And, um, so, so you have I'm, to kind of like budget that out where like you're, you're saving, you're holding some money for later months when you know, maybe you're not making as much money in those later months. I think I will. Yeah. The, I mean, I don't have to right now because I'm paying the bills through mentoring and consulting, but eventually I'll definitely have to budget that out and kind of do like a little projection of like, all right, here's the number of like renewals for each month I can expect. Here's the number of new members for each month that I can expect and then kind of budget things out. Or if I get like a big influx, I don't know, one month, then like obviously not spend it all, just go wild and crazy, but like, <laughs> you know, use that for the sequential months. So yeah, it'll definitely take some, some budgeting finesse later on. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But it's well, like, that's, that's a exciting milestone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's super exciting. I feel good about it. And, um, it's good to have that kind of validation. It's also, I think around this time last month I was at sitting around like the 120 members mark ish. And so it also feels good just to have that amount of growth. And I've been, my kind of North star has been, 50 new members a month because I figured that would get me to my thousand true fans within a year ish. If even if I missed a couple of months and so this month or the last 30 days ish, I've gotten 80 new members, which has definitely been a nice kick. So now the pressure is on to continue that and to um, keep finding that growth. But it was nice to see that, that big bump initially anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I guess kind of another question that makes me think of you're talking about some of the, the numbers and the growth and stuff. Like, are you a like a, a data guy or do you find yourself more of like a feeling kind of like, you know, feeling it out and, and making decisions that way? Like, how do you how do you do that? 
I think, um, well, here's the thing. I think if, if I worked in a big company and there was like lots and lots of data and there's just so many things going on, I think I would be more of a data guy of like, let's just look objectively at the numbers and crunch things. And I think I'm, I'm definitely like a planner, like I'm very like future oriented and all about vision and all about trying to like work things out systematically, mm-hmm. but I'm not really like a, a spreadsheet nerd or like a, you know, just get me in the analytics and I'm going to find all the filters and tools and stuff like that. Um, never really been like that. So yeah, it kind of makes for an interesting mix because I'm very much planning, but not very much like what's the right word I'm looking for. Uh, like granularly like, looking at the numbers. Yeah. Like super granular in the weeds kind of data person. Yeah. I just didn't know with, you know, you're talking about your numbers like that and your growth. If you're like looking at that, those growth numbers and making decisions about what things to do or, or marking things to do or what to work on based on that, just trying to hit your metrics or whatever. But right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the thing too about being so early is like, I don't know if you can really, if it really tells you that much in the early days, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you kind of want to see like the right trends, like are things going up into the right, uh, in, in most metrics, except for churn obviously um but otherwise it's like well i just have to keep trying things or doing things or i'm going to mainly base off of anecdotes of like okay this one thing seemed to have struck a nerve and got a bunch of traffic or you know product done kind of kick-started things and now i'm getting a more consistent uh uh kind of level of signups through the door and but like i wouldn't I wouldn't sit down like last month. I didn't sit down and look at my number of traffic and subscribers and like all the rates and be like, Oh, I should launch on product hunt. <laughs> you know, like, there'd, <laughs> yeah. there'd, there'd be nothing to lead me to that conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. But so product hunt was kind of the biggest, the thing that kind of uh, helped get that jump over the last month. Do you think? Yeah. I think product hunt um, just kind of relaunching with, sort of the the new package, the new membership for Swipe Files, which includes, you know, it's like five different things now. It's the community mainly, there's the teardown still, the newsletter, which is still very much up and, you know, work in progress. This kind of uh, brain I'm calling, I might rename it. I had some thoughts about it yesterday, but kind of like a master swipe file and commonplace book and resource for people. Um, and then the courses, which is another kind of new one that I'm bundling in for the all access membership. Uh, but I think that too also helped. It was, you know, in conjunction with a product hunt uh, launch that said like, Hey, this is what swipe files is. Here's how you can think about it. New website, new explanation and some new excitement about it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I think I uh, kind of interrupted you in your, in the middle of your update. What, what else were you, you were saying about your updates? Oh yeah. I mean that, that's the, that's the big one. Um, I can talk about last week and then we'd love to hear maybe how your week has gone and some updates from you and we yeah, can kind sure. of popcorn from there. But, uh, last week was relatively low key. It kind of felt like I was, it was like the first week coming back from COVID. And so I just had like a whole bunch of little things to do and kind of just felt like a busy week, but, um, a couple of exciting things. I recorded a talk for the product led growth summit, which I was invited to speak at. And so, um, I think by the time this comes out, it'll be the week of the summit because it's the summit's the 26th through the 28th. I'm not sure which day I'm on yet, but I recorded a talk on the seven habits of highly effective marketers, which I'm excited about. And nice. um, that's a fun topic and there's lots of new material in there. So i uh, stoked for that one. I also recorded a podcast with the B2B growth show, which I'm stoked about. Um, and then last week kind of kicked off things for the on deck no code fellowship, which I am a, founding fellow of and was keep you so was kind enough to invite me to so there was, was that, know, that's how that you and, you started swipe files with that is that right like in that program is that right or no no so last year when i started swipe files is what it was with um Sako, and he kind of like turned his giveaway into the no code rumble which was kind of just like mm, a okay that's what yeah you know mvp of an accelerator kind of idea um but this is through on deck and I think there's 160 other fellows uh, in the fellowship, and it's a 10-week program. And um, so I'm really stoked about it. I'm, I'm going to be launching like a side project as marketing idea for Swipe Files through it uh, for my no-code kind of capstone project. Yeah, that's cool. So you're 
so you're participating participating in it or are you like actually like mentoring and like helping being a part of that program mostly participating i'm also leading a workshop uh on marketing so um as like a founding fellow it was like hey you can come in like you have the early invite we'll give you a discounted rate we have a couple more things to ask you of so it was like can you lead a workshop on something can you like make a bunch of noise on social media can you um you know kind of work in public and give updates on on the fellowship and stuff and uh and be open to talking to people helping people out and since i've been in no code although it's still funny because i feel i still feel a little bit like an imposter like i'm very much not a no code kind of pro like i i know mm-hmm. some interesting things about webflow but i'm not a designer i know some interesting things about you know integromat and zapier but like i'm not an automation kind of guru uh mm-hmm. so it's more just i don't know experience if anything just to help people out in the community yeah i think that's also cool with you know you said you're going to do kind of a, a marketing kind of project for that like in the no code space like i think that's what's really cool with kind of the no code space is like there's just so many options like of things you could build of things you could do and there's you know there's still lots of room and need for tools and things to help in the no code market that like you can do little side projects in it you can do little things for marketing that uh you know, maybe aren't as available in maybe other markets or bigger B2B or things like that. Like those kind of yeah. marketing projects don't really make sense as much as like this. So that's, that's pretty cool that you're taking advantage of that. Yeah, it'll be fun. I, I mainly joined just cause, um, it was a generous invite and I figured wh- why not? Um, it'd be good for me to do it and, um, you know, just kind of be a part of it. Like I would love to, uh, for the networking, especially, I think it'll be amazing to just to meet more people in no code and get more connected and find some interesting people and be able to help out where I can. I always love doing that. Um, but it's also a good excuse to ship something new. And like you said, just do something small. And since I already have my hands in so many different things, my, my kind of challenge is to see if I can build like basically like what's the, the most minimally viable no code project I can build ideally with just one tool, like one or two tools. Um, so we'll see what I come up with, but it should be interesting to, uh, I'm going to try to, I don't know. I've, I've been thinking too about, do I create like a Twitter thread and update that? Do I create a blog post on my personal site and update that? Do I do a mix? But like, I want to show like the whole progress of kind of, you know, really build in public for the fellowship and show my project along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It'll be cool. Um, my last update from, from just from last week was I finally submitted my new podcast, Everything is Marketing, to the podcast players. And uh, I got the the trailer episode done. So I don't have any of the other episodes like edited yet. They're mostly produced, but they just haven't like training my, my nephew. And the bottleneck is mostly me for like a couple of segments I need to record. And I'll talk about that in my, my update for this week. But um, I finally got the trailer episode done at least and submitted it. And so hopefully being able to talk about it this week um, but also just having it like out there and like ready for me to just yeah. start adding on to. That's awesome. Uh, didn't you mention that you were thinking about maybe having like multiple episodes, like even up to like 10 episodes, like live once you actually launch it? Are you, are you still thinking of doing that or? Yeah, that's the plan to launch with 10. Um, one, yeah, I think I talked a little bit about it last week, but uh, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense because the more episodes that I can launch with, um, like kind of the more noise I can make because there's just gonna be more people who I interviewed who can share it mm-hmm. and, and talk about it. Um, but also I think it'll be a positive signal to the podcast players of like, Oh, there's this podcast is climbing the downloads because like people are subscribing and then it just downloads the whole queue of available episodes and people can kind of binge mm-hmm. through quite a few. Um, but also I just need like for the premise of the podcast, it being very much like, uh, diverse kind of marketing skills and backgrounds and expertise. If I just had like three to launch with, it wouldn't really like make sense. It would look like a B2B SaaS marketing show or it'd look like a info marketing show where like I want it to be like B2B SaaS, info marketing, e-commerce, like all the things. So launching with 10 allows me to kind of showcase that breadth a little bit. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. So, is uh 
Is your plan to kind of keep this podcast ongoing for like a long time? Or is this kind of like just a podcast that's going to just be like a small stint um, that, you know, you won't do it forever? Like what's the, what's kind of your plan with this? Yeah, the plan is to go ongoing. Um, I may eventually switch to like seasonal a little bit, um, but I didn't want to like over-engineer. And uh, I also felt like, again, with the premise of the podcast, I wasn't really sure what was going to communicate the best. And so I didn't know like, oh, season one, 20 episodes or like, I kind of just wanted to get going and just kind of see where it went first. So um, for the foreseeable future, it'll just be, yeah, just indefinite, just ongoing. And it's been fun for me. So I enjoy it. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to, to listen to it for sure. That's a, that's a lot of work to, to get that many episodes like recorded and edited and ready for just getting it out there. (laughs) Yes. That, that is what I discovered and found. Um, and, uh, especially cause I'm doing a little bit more work with, um, like doing a guest intro, uh, like outside of the, the interview recording. And then I'm also doing a guest kind of outro with like takeaways afterwards. And, um, and I didn't record those when I interviewed people because I was super busy at the time with a whole bunch of other things. So now mm-hmm. I have to go and record those intros and the takeaways for each one of them. And I have, I think, 21 recorded at this point. And so that's like, you know, 42 recordings I need to create um, just to get them like out there. So I'm oh, working on the first 10 first, but uh, it's not as simple as just like, oh, here's the like interview files drop them in between the intro outro and then i call it a day it's mm-hmm. going to take a little bit more yeah so like i'm just curious like how much time do you think you've like put into this project oh like just like estimate for people that like if someone wants to start something like this or a podcast like this like how much time would it take them i, I think initially even before i started recording i probably put in a good like 20 hours just thinking and planning and like trying to work out the premise and uh, who I was going to invite on first also. And then the recording for each one. So it's kind of part of the premise, but most other marketing podcasts are very kind of like short, like maybe 20 to 40 minutes, uh, I would say is I would classify as short. And, um, And they're focused on like one specific story or like experience or, you know, how X company did thousand revenue, whatever, uh, in next time or with what, whatever channel. Whereas what I'm doing is a little bit more extensive and it's more about the marketer, not like the story of what they did. And so each one of the recordings is, uh, all of them are over 60 minutes long, but some of them are around that. Most of them are around that 90 minute mark. Um, so when I multiply, you know, 90 minutes by 21, I don't know what that gets me. Um, <laughs> a but, lot. You know, somewhere around, yeah, like 30 to 40 hours-ish, just like yeah, recording. Yeah. Um, and then also I've done a lot, of, a lot of research to try to ask really good questions. So I would say for each guest, I've done at least an hour of research. I mean, it's over 100 hours thus far pre-launch for me at least. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's that's a lot of time. And... I guess, so is your goal with it to kind of just uh, like more so market yourself and your brand, like with marketing that, you know, people come through there that will then try out swipe files? Is that kind of the, the main thing there? Yeah, the thought is that it'll be like the main top of funnel, quote unquote, thing that will get people in the door to discover swipe files. Um, since I'm not really doing like an SEO play, I'm kickstarting the newsletter, but that may not always be free either. Like the podcast will always be a hundred percent free. That'll be like the free thing that I can rely on to like get traffic through the door basically, or at least in theory. Um, but I'm also thinking that it'll be a really since with the community as well, like I want to do more AMAs and workshops like that. That's kind of a good intro for me to be like, Hey, I would love to have you in the community and also ask people to do an AMA and, uh, to follow <laughs> up with questions after the interview. So to kind of like, that's a value add for the community as well as I'm kind of, I'm just a curious marketer. I want to know what's working for other people so I can use content from the interviews to source for the newsletter and just other things that I create. Um, so the thought is that it's also like 
kind of a um, an input to a flywheel for other things that I do as well. Um, but mainly, it's it's a marketing ploy. <laughs> Just, yeah. No, that's that's smart. That makes sense. I think it's interesting also, like, you know, obviously everyone listening to this podcast are hopefully going to get insights and learn a lot from it. But like I've just noticed doing podcasts and stuff myself, like you kind of learn a lot more than everyone else just because, right. <laughs> you know, you're in the middle of it. You're talking to people, you're thinking more about it. And um, so that's it is definitely a great like learning experience just for yourself, too, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I'm I'm really really eager to get out the door as quickly as possible. This week we'll see because of the inauguration and who knows what's going to happen. So I'm kind of like walking on eggshells just to see like what happens <laughs> and if it's appropriate to post something because I don't I don't know if it will yeah. be. Um, but the hope is this week I can finish all those like intro and takeaway segments to give to my nephew to finish and like by next week be able to launch if, if I can. Um, and I also been a little bit lagging on like the newsletter. So I need to publish a newsletter this week and then to launch the trailer. So I'm like waiting today and keep refreshing my inbox to see if I get the thumbs up from Apple and most of the other ones are already thumbs up, but just to be able to announce that and get people to subscribe before it officially launches. Yeah. Sweet. That's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. So tell me what's new with you. What, what's been happening in the last week and uh, what's on the forefront of your mind? Yeah. So um, I started basically a new project, a new SaaS I'm working on called Potion probably almost two months ago now. And Potion is a, a website builder on top of Notion. So you can basically you can create your content in Notion and then Potion grabs the data um, from Notion and creates it into an actual website with custom domain. You can add custom styling, things like that, um, and have a website. And so that's basically the product. And um, <clears throat> started, yeah, like two months ago. I really did like a, a lot of research um, getting started mm. and just like tried to figure out like what should i do how should i position it like is there actually like some need here like would people want this <clears throat> and i was really kind of blown away by the research that i just decided to just like jump in like i was so confident in it um and i, I still am which is good <laughs> a lot of times you're, you're confident in the beginning and af after you you get going and start validating stuff you're like uh this is starting to not look as good mm, but it, it's still looking right. good so far and so i'm really happy about that um, and so, yeah, just this last week, I then opened up kind of like a early access, but really kind of private. So I'm just kind of asking a few people I know, uh, I have a, a wait list of like 38 people that signed up that are interested. So I've been, uh, choosing some people from there that seem like they have a good fit, um, with what they want to build and where I'm at right now with the product. Um, and so... Yeah, I've probably asked or talked with about 15 people. And out of those, I have uh, nine that are actually like using the product now hmm. um, and just like trying it out and uh, things like that. And then actually just today, I got my first paying user. So I was nice. pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Um, awesome. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I've been this last week is just... Uh, I, I have kind of like the first version working, like, you know, it's not perfect. Not everything is there. There's a, a lot more that I have plans, um, to add and to make it better. Um, but it, it's, it works, it's doable. And so kind of just trying to let some people in slowly to just start getting feedback, start learning. Um, and so that's turned out to work pretty well that, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to like kind of this last week I've been thinking about like, how do I want to launch this? Like, what's my plan? And I have kind of seen that like maybe just doing like early access for a while actually might be a pretty good idea. Definitely. Um, because like one, I can kind of control it. I can control the, the flow of people coming in. Um, and you know, things like clubhouse and other stuff, like there is a little bit of like, it, it kind of gets people moving faster when you're like, oh, I only have so many people I can let in right now who wants in. And then like, yeah. I might even try to do something with like invite codes where people can share invite codes to their friends if they want to get in early. Mm -hmm. And like, 
don't know. It's it's kind of an interesting interesting way to spread word of mouth um, as well. So I've been playing around with ideas of that, um, <clears throat> and so yeah, I'm trying to. I'm I'm kind of going in between figuring out how I'm going to do that uh, marketing wise, kind of opening things up, and then also I'm still working on the product. So one of the main things I've been working on is the first version of Potion, basically whenever you uh, hit a site, so you hit a website, you know, just type in this domain, it would grab all the Notion data every time you like reloaded that web page. <clears throat> and so then, you know, it was, it was easy that way for the first version because I would always know like, okay, your site's up to date. It has the, the newest content from Notion, uh, newest styles that you've added in Potion. Um, but it's not as fast because it's still, ha it's having to grab all that data every time. Um, and so I'm working on like actually making it into static generated sites so that each site that someone, you know, has on potion, they'll have their own statically generated site. Um, and mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm kind of creating and building the process to, to build out those or to generate those static sites. Um, so it kind of looks like, you know, every minute or two, every two minutes, um, potion will look at all the, the sites and see like, okay, has anything been updated? Like, has anything changed? Um, and if something has, then it will regenerate all the files and update the server with all those files so that, you know, a minute later after someone's updated something in notion, they'll they'll go to the site refresh and everything will be there but it'll also like refresh really quickly um <clears throat> yeah that that's interesting because um i've seen a lot of people complain recently and historically uh just kind of how slow notion is and mm, um, yes. i think that's a really interesting value prop of like hey it's slow for you but like it won't be slow for your users and we'll be able to you know statically generate things so that it's super quick Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yes, I mean, Notion, they have had a lot of people complaining about that recently. Um, and obviously, like people are, are kind of using Notion as some of their websites. It's actually served by Notion. Um, but, you know, that's not Notion's main goal. Like their main goal isn't to host a site for right. visitors and people coming. Um, so, yeah, like this, like Potion actually hosts everything it's, itself. So I have control of that and, and can actually make it a lot faster for that purpose, um, which is cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so there's there's a lot with that going on. Um, are, are you using the API or are you kind of, have you figured yeah. out a way to not? <laughs> yeah, Obviously. so there is an unofficial API uh, okay. for Notion that, I don't know, a, a couple of different people worked on and there's, so there's a couple of different libraries and different languages that have it where it allow you to, allows you to access Notion pages, but only if they're public pages. So right. the, the user will have to make them public so that they can be, so we can grab the data. Um, so yeah, it's kind of unofficial, but they, you know, they are coming out with the, the public API and I'm on the, the private beta for that. So I've been able to kind of jump around and see oh. what they're up to and what they're building. Um, so that's been really cool. That I've been able to uh, be a part of that and kind of just, it allows me to kind of jump the gun like once it, once it actually comes out so I can be ready basically. Yeah. Um, they still kind of have a lot of work to do, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, so like even what so they have- be a while. Yeah, I mean, they say it's going to be in the spring that they're wanting to make it public, or I think do a public beta at least. Um, but at least like some of the stuff that I'm going to need for Potion, like seeing the content of Notion Docs, they don't even have that available yet in their private beta. Mm. Right now, they mostly have like database data. Um, so yeah, being able to update and read uh, data that's in like the the database part of Notion, um, which is definitely useful. Like that's what a lot of people are definitely gonna want to use. But my use case doesn't need that as much uh, yet, at least. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's been really interesting to be a part of that. And uh, hopefully, when they do have more new versions coming out, that I, I can use and, and we get closer to where it's public and I can actually have my own users uh, using that, then I'll definitely kind of uh, 
kind of build out more of my functionality with the actual API and, and hopefully be ready to go by the time they launch it. So right. that's kind of the plan at least. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So I'm, I think I'm in your target market. Well, I am definitely in your target market because the, uh, the brain for swipe files, which is what I'm building out, sort of like this master swipe file, a commonplace book for resources, and I'm calling them persuasion principles, which is kind of just like marketing uh, principles that you can kind of like study and reference, and there's a whole list of them. Um, I'm hosting that in Notion because it's the easiest way, and I have a web clipper, and it's like really easy for me to update and filter yeah, and stuff. that's cool. Um, so I've been using super, uh, super.so, um, and it's been okay, but I have a few issues mm -hmm. and, uh, like the thing that I, I want to do super simply is just like put it on a subdomain, um, generate the site, right. And like style it, which isn't a huge deal, but like, it's nice that, you know, I use enter for all my sites. And so it even just has like the same font that looks great. It doesn't have to be like dark mode or anything. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but, and then to, you know, be able to share that with other people. Uh, the issue is that it's fairly slow, but also I've realized that there's some issues with like the actual displaying of the notion content. So they're all tables and galleries and galleries do not work very well at all. So I don't know, yeah. but basically I'm in your market and would love to give potion a shot. And, uh, I'm curious yeah, that would be how that relates awesome. to what you're working on. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. And yeah, that's, that's good to hear some feedback on what you're wanting to use. Uh, so I have one of my early access customers are wanting to use galleries and, and kind of do something similar to what you're doing, actually. So I have been working on that a little bit recently um, and just like being able to render out uh, data in a gallery and show it, you know, kind of similar, pretty similar to what Notion, how Notion shows it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, definitely not there with that part yet, but that's definitely you know, what I want to be able to do is be able to do galleries. Cause I think galleries will be one of the bigger kind of da uh, database kind of views that people are going to be interested in using and showing, yeah. um, for sure. So yeah, still working on that. Um, but yeah, I, hopefully it will eventually be at a really good spot that it would work well for, for your use case. Totally. Yeah. The other thing is, um, the filtering and searching, because if you just do, like, if you're on a Notion page today, especially on, like, a table, and you just do, like, a Command F, like, it doesn't have all the rows, uh, unless there's, you know, like, a really small amount of rows, like, under 50, I think it is. You know, they won't, like, have it already preloaded. And so I can't mm -hmm. search. Like, the only real way to search is through the Notion search, which isn't included, uh, like, on the page, essentially. And I know that's right, probably, right. like, really hard. But that would be nice. But also filters because like I built out all this, this whole like tagging system and like now I can't mm -hmm. use any of the filters or the tags because oh, yeah. that's it's not included on the page. <laughs> so it's yeah. difficult. It's, um, I so that imagine... sounds almost like something that like, like that's the kind of similar functionality that Chris like has, right? Like with what he's built, um, almost like that filtering kind of thing, like through d data and stuff like that, right? Right. But on, on, yeah, Jetboost is for Webflow, so like it needs right, the same right, thing. Right, right, right. For Notion, if there's going to be like a static page for it, like it's hard to generate the page. Um, well, so that's so. Tell me, are you are you more like okay, this is a website builder for Notion, or like this is just like a layer on top for you to build all sorts of you know your own pages on top of Notion. You know, because like a website, you probably wouldn't need like a filtering and search kind of thing. But if it was like a kind of like a database, like I'm using it, um, mm -hmm, I really mm -hmm. do need those kind of features. Right. And that's where I still have to figure, <laughs> figure things out because <laughs> there's, there's so many ways I could go with it, which is good. Cause I think, I mean, there's optionality and, and different, you know, uh, things I could do, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, a website, people need websites for so many different use cases. And so I do kind of have to figure out like how wide do I want to go and, and be, and I don't want to necessarily take too much stuff where it's just gonna like, just be too much for me to handle. Yeah. Um, cause I have been feeling a little bit overwhelmed recently with just all the different 
there's so many different things I could be pushing on and, and building in, in different directions. Um, yeah, I mean, it's but huge. yeah, I mean, yeah. When I think about notion though, like, I think that is one of the use cases that is specifically like very valuable in notion is like the, the databases, the tables, like other, you know, even other big, uh, website builders like Wix or Squarespace, like that's not something they can really do well either. Right. Um, and so I, I could see like really trying to go in that direction specifically, just because I think that's something that people use notion for is, you know, putting data rows in and could be a really good use case that notion specifically helps with. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, it is, yeah, or, you know, I, it could just be general websites, um, which is in some ways a little bit easier for me to at least get started with. And so that's why I'm, I'm also thinking like, maybe, maybe I will eventually try to do all these things. It's just kind of going to be an arc of like start? starting somewhere, um, maybe more of the basic websites, you know, portfolio websites, uh, job board, board kind of websites, and then mm. maybe getting more into the data, um, stuff. Um, the other thing I could really see is going up market to like small SaaS um, businesses, B2B businesses that use Notion and uh, maybe help them with like their help docs or API docs or documentation. Um, I think Notion could have, uh, or Potion, you know, using Notion could have some good use cases there that those kind of uh, businesses would like. So yeah, there's, there's just a lot of different ways I can go. And so it's kind of like figuring out the best way to learn, I guess, so that I can know which way to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause I mean, I could see you think about a tool like, um, Google sheets, uh, for example, like there's, um, like this app or this web app will turn your Google sheet into a website. And it's like, a completely different one also doing a good amount of revenue and like a fully sustainable product turns your Google sheets into a blog. And like this other thing turns it into mm -hmm. like a database. And like there's all sorts of different like standalone products built on top of sheets. And I can see the same thing for notion where it's like, I mean, you could probably build a business just being uh, like the, the blogging CMS for, for notion. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to build a blog right. on top of notion, it's potion uh, or it's like, database route or the portfolio route or just like a standalone website route um and you could probably like branch out into them but like you said you have to kind of nail one because there's there's so many different like where, where you have to start somewhere right yeah so like i i feel like i'm i'm almost to the point where maybe i should just do like more marketing and trying just to get it out there getting some more users to just try to be able to learn from them um but yeah, I don't know if that will necessarily point me in the right direction either. Cause it, what I, what I could see happening is just like tons of people may be interested, but then they're just being so many different use cases. And then I'm just even more confused of like, which way I should go. <laughs> and, uh, right. In, instead yeah. of, instead of 38 people pulling you in different directions, you have a thousand people pulling you in different directions. It doesn't really help very much at the end of the right. day. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely still kind of figuring out uh what what it will look like with that at least my initial kind of position was like you know who is the kind of user that i can reach uh like where i'm at with my position right now who i can reach the easiest and yeah. uh, just with like the podcast that i have and the following on twitter like i think that it is you know pretty much entrepreneurs indie, indie hackers kind of solo founders um and I think for the most part they need, you know, they just need like a website or something simple to kind of sell their products or, or things like that. And so I think that was what I was thinking is makes sense to kind of start there and then kind of go from there. I think so. Yeah. I, I really like, I mean, a website at the end of the day is sort of what you're doing anyways. Um, Alexa, shut up. What the heck? Oh, <laughs> Honestly, I've had this Alexa since last year and it's never turned on once until this very moment. And it's just oh, completely wow. baffling. <laughs> I forgot to even have it. I was like, what is making that noise? I thought it was my phone at first. Um, 
what I was going to say was the core of the product is, is going to be a website anyways. So it's kind of just like, you know, what is like the easiest website you can build at first? And then like, how can you branch out from there that serves those users the best? And so I could right. say, yeah, I think you're in the right direction of like, okay, let's just make, let's just make a static site generator and then maybe let's branch over to uh, like a blog or minimal CS, a CMS and then maybe a, you know, knowledge base this might have yeah, a little bit more yeah. kind of specific use cases and features and branch out from there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely been fun. Um, I, yeah. I just feel very uh, bullish, I guess, on the project and where I'm going with it, just with so much I've seen about notion, like it just seems to be growing a lot. And so I think it's, oh, yeah. and especially with like uh, the API, like really like being at the beginning of that coming out and like a notion marketplace, like I think the timing is pretty good for me to working on this uh, project. So that makes me feel pretty good about uh, what I'm working on, uh, which has been good and, and really just made me very motivated to just work a lot on it and just try to, get it get it working well um which has been good yeah to to use a, a justin jackson analogy it, it kind of feels like you just need to stay on the wave and like catch the wave and then just like stay on you know and like yeah <laughs> with the api rolling out with notion growing like with it still very being very much like early stage as far as like what's currently possible and who knows about notion um just sticking with it i think we'll we'll pay dividends later yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested to ask you, cause you know, I'm not, I'm not a marketing guy. I'm a, a software guy by trade. So like, how do you decide like how much you work on like marketing the product versus like building the products and like how much to do of, of either. Cause I feel like I'm, I can easily fall into the trap of like, okay, like I've, I've built this product to this point. I'll go like tell some people and then maybe they have some like feedback or something. And then I'll be like, okay, I, I just need to make the product better. <laughs> and I'll just like mm. go back to the product and spend probably too much time on the product versus just getting it out there, talking to people, maybe selling a little bit, doing some marketing. Uh, so yeah, how do you think about that? Hmm. That's interesting because um, I feel like the, at least the way I think about it, isn't so much like how much do I spend on the product versus the marketing, but it's like how much can I do reasonably uh, that I, that I wouldn't regret. Um, so it, it it's kind of like flipping like how much you bit. can do on the product that you wouldn't regret uh, on the marketing that I wouldn't regret. Oh, okay. Um, because especially early stage, like you're going to be working constantly on the product, and there's like this huge uphill battle, and then you know hill that you have to climb. Um, just to get like an MVP and then to figure out what, what people want and be able to show it to people on the marketing side of things. I, I feel like it never makes sense to like limit or like minimize the amount that you do. Um, so instead of asking like how little can I get away with, it's like how much can I reasonably do that? You know, here, here's an example, like early stage, I feel like too much marketing would be like, Oh, I'm hiring an agency or a freelance writer to write, uh, content around SEO and that's going to, it's going to get people through the door through Google. Like you don't even know if it's a viable product yet. Like, why are you doing that? Right. That's more of like a, yeah, a scaling yeah. kind of channel, but there are a whole bunch of other things. Like, like you said, sales, there are referrals, there are just, you know, building public kind of social media marketing. Um, there's building the, the email list, some advertising, some engineering as marketing type of things where like do all that stuff because, the, the more you can do now, the more successful your launch, but also the more feedback you're going to have on the product. And it's, it's sort of like a, you're going to have to do it eventually. It's just what are the highest leverage things you can do that will get you short-term results? Um, because again, there, there's, uh, there's a whole bunch of other things that are more long-term focused, like SEO, a lot, right. you know, a lot of content marketing, I would say outside of just blogging as well. Like starting a podcast around it or doing webinars or like those things are all like pretty intense kind of things. Um, but like collaborate with other people in, in your space who are interested in, in notion, start a curated newsletter. Um, you know, maybe run a little bit of ads, uh, plug into some no code communities and, you know, uh, 
be engaged with the community, give a deal, offer a demo, whatever it is, right? But like you kind of want to do as much of that as you can in, in my perspective. So that's how I've been approaching swipe files, especially in when I first launched, I was just like all in on marketing. Like I just need to, I'm only going to focus on the teardowns, the product quote unquote, is going to be very small, but I'm just going to publish a whole bunch of content. I'm going to try to grow my Twitter. I'm going to go on podcasts. I'm going to start a podcast, try to do all these things. And then when I went full time on it, basically when I left bare metrics, I kind of took a step back and thought like, okay, now I'm going to focus on the product more. So I'm going to do the marketing things. Um, but I'm going to spend a lot more time on the product. So that's when I launched the community, sort of relaunched mm-hmm. everything that I'm working on now. And now I'm kind of getting back into the marketing. Um, but it, it was still with the perspective of like, how much marketing can I reasonably do, can I reasonably do that I won't regret later? Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool way to think of it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I have a ton of ideas for like different kind of marketing things I could do. Um, and, and I think it, not that it's an easy space to, to market in, but it, I guess it feels easier to me. It's just easier. Because I, okay, it is easier. Yep. <laughs> it I was mean, easier than, easier than like enterprise. Right. Uh, yeah. It was super easier brands, than my, you know? my last product that I was working on, which was more, you know, bigger B2B kind of companies. Um, yeah. So it definitely feels easier. Like there's just a lot of people to interact with, like on Twitter and online and communities where I can make little like helpful valuable products or or things for them that will hopefully help them you know find potion so yeah i just have a lot of ideas like that um actually that is kind of another little update i so i launched a, a newsletter kind of thanks to you uh notion weekly so I love it. um yeah so it's a curated list of like notion news templates tutorials and things um that i send out every week and so I, I've, I'm up to 270 people subscribed to, to that nice. newsletter. That's awesome. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's just like one of the first, yeah, that's really, I mean, other than like building publicly, that's kind of like the first little like marketing thing I'm doing that's, you know, just free trying to give some value to people that are in the Notion community. So that's, that's kind of awesome. well so far. Yeah, especially that's one of those things where it's like super high leverage, takes very little work. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know, if you, if you can't, if you don't want to do a lot of creation and like sit down and write something or, or whatever it is, curate, like just do what other people are doing, especially if the industry lends to that. And there's like so many people writing stuff, creating stuff, doing updates. Uh, if there's like a rabid kind of community and, and cult almost around a product like notion has, then people are excited about that kind of thing. Um, and a couple, a little hack for you which i haven't even deployed for myself because i'm busy on it but for especially something like a curated newsletter anything that gets curated message the person who created it and tell them about it and ask them to share and say hey you know you got featured this week and every week you'll hopefully kind of have like a newish batch of people to reach out to um but that's a great way to sort of borrow other people's audiences and growth hack the newsletter a little bit (laughs) that's that's really smart that's cool yeah so that's pretty much uh it for me i did i was just curious uh just because this is something that i am always struggling with just you know working on a project by myself kind of pushing pushing the the rock up the hill like how do you how do you keep yourself like patient just like doing what you're doing and and be patient with where you're at right now like obviously you just paid for your your rent so that's awesome but (laughs) it's so easy to be like looking up to like see what's the next thing you're trying to hit and just like wanting to be there right now oh my gosh i'm i'm probably the the most impatient person in the world or like a closet most impatient person in the world i don't know if it comes off (laughs) that way but i'm always like i'm living in the future i'm thinking about the next milestone trying to get to the next thing which i think in the beginning helps because there are these hills you have to climb and these milestones you need to hit um just to be able to pay for your rent and things like that right um in general later on that probably becomes a problem because then it's kind of like shiny object syndrome a little bit but Mm -hmm. um or just not being happy (laughs) yeah uh, yeah yeah i don't know right now i mean it's really hard i don't know if i have like an answer but um I just try to trust the process of the plan of here's what I'm going to do here are things I'm going to commit to. 
um, like I kind of, I'm getting to a point now where I feel like, okay, these are the things I'm not going to like start any new things marketing wise or product wise, just going to keep investing into this and then just like wait for it to happen a little bit. Um, I've kind of been seeing that a little bit with, uh, the community, like people are inviting other people into the community, um, uh, with a newsletter, like seeing some subscriber growth, uh, with my Twitter, like my followers keep going up. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's kind of just trusting the process and then trying to figure out, is this thing going to work like within the time that I need it to? Um, mm-hmm. I just sort of feel like my goal is to kind of get to that place where I want to be like thousand true fans by like summertime. Um, ideally before that and ideally to like put more time and, and work into it around like springtime. Um, but you know, if that does not happen or if things are not turning the right direction, then yeah, I'm going to take another look and be like, is this working? Is this not working? What do I need to change? Uh, is there something I need to change personally about reducing my burn or increasing my investment or bringing someone else on to do something? So I don't know. It, the answer is be patient. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm in the same bu- bucket as you. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely difficult. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a hard balance because at the same time, like that, that motivation that makes me not be patient is also the motivation that is almost like good, at least in some sense for the business, like keeps me wanting to work on it. Um, makes me stay up late at at night some days and, you know, (laughs) stuff like that to just kind of keep moving. Um, but yeah, at the same time it can be, uh, bad maybe mentally to like, just think about, you know, where you're, you're not there yet. And, be unhappy with yourself or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy. I'm just like, this is taking too long. What, what, can, what, what else can I do? Like then I'm just looking at, and kind of like frantically flailing around trying different things and spinning mm-hmm. up ideas and writing ideas down. But I've been really trying to center myself on the process of like, okay, these are the things I have the most confidence in. These are the highest leverage activities. These are the things I know that people are going to pay for that are valuable so I'm just going to stick with it and I'm just going to tr- trust the process. So that's where I'm at now. I don't know. That, that's just the way I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, anything else new or top of mind for you? No, that's, that's pretty much it. All right. Awesome. Well, I think that's it for me too. Um, if people want to follow along your journey and listen to your podcasts, where can they find you? Yeah, so our podcast, uh, actually me and my co-host, Ben, uh, it's called Product Journey, and you can find it at productjourney.fm. Perfect. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me.